and welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, the next evolution of the long-running YouTube series of the same name, the show that discusses life and really all manner of topics in a most vulnerable state. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about why people seem to always be attracted to jerks, the bad boy, the bad girl, or the presumption that that is true, at least. Why the bad boy or girl idea is appealing to some and why it looks like that's always the case of how things go from the other side of the fence. All right, let's take a trip back in time and listen to the original Naked Truth on Bad Boys versus Nice Guys. So this week's Naked Truth uh, is inspired by two separate topic suggestions that I got from you guys before. Um, Twisted7021 says, can you do one about how the asshole always gets the girl? And RJ Bryan says, what's your opinion on good slash nice guys versus bad boys? I consider myself a nice guy, but it always seems that the women I try to talk to always pick the bad boys that treat them like dirt over a guy that would treat them with respect like myself. Why is that? Also, which would you choose and why? Just wondering. So let's talk about that a little bit today. Um, so spoiler alert, the bad boys don't always get the girls, but I know it can sometimes seem that way coming from the other side of the fence. And I can say coming from the other side of the fence because uh, if you want to gender swap the issue, there's the book out there, Why Men Love Bitches. And I was always like, but I'm a nice girl and they don't like me because I'm not a jerk. Why is that? So it can go both ways. It's not necessarily a gender each way thing. But in general, I think that sometimes people will date jerks because they see it as more of a challenge. Uh, if, they, if they get the person that can't be got, then that makes them feel really good about themselves, which is why you'll see the stereotype of, you know, insecure women tend to go for assholes. I don't necessarily know that that's true, but I definitely do think that there is something to that overcoming the challenge of getting the ungettable person, whether it's a guy or a girl. I also think that romance novels have a lot to do with that myth, because in romance novels there's always like, the dashing rogue and he falls for the innocent nice girl because she's so innocent and nice and I don't know that in real life that's how that works but um it's a fantasy that people love to read about so maybe they put that fantasy in real life. I also think that you'll tend to see um good nice guys and good nice girls going after people of the opposite sex or of the same sex that are kind of jerky um because they just don't know any better. Dating is hard guys. It's not easy, and sometimes you'll see someone that appears very confident and charming when it's really arrogance and sleaze, and you just haven't picked up on it. I myself have been in that situation a few times where I met someone that I thought, oh, this person is really ambitious, and it wasn't until much later that I realized they're ruthless and kind of a jerk to everybody that's not them, or I thought, you know, they're really confident and believe in themselves when really they just think they're better than everyone else and they're kind of a D-bag. Um, so we learn that as we go. It's, it's a trials and tribulations. And I think that as you get older or as you go through more relationships and you learn more about yourself and what you want in a partner, you can more easily differentiate. And that's when you get the person who, say, is the nice guy or the nice girl. Um, I also think, uh, I know I mentioned the book, why Men Love Bitches. In that book, it kind of describes the whole idea of a bitch or an asshole as not necessarily being something super negative. Stay with me on this. I know you're all going, huh? Um, but they kind of describe it as, you know, what, what men and women are attracted to in a partner 
is that confidence and it is someone who puts themselves very high priority in their life. Like the whole idea of if you don't love you, how can you expect somebody else to love you? So it may not be uh, a bitch in the negative sense or an asshole in the negative sense. It may just be a way that people perceive you when you're making yourself a high priority. And I think that's all about picking a partner. I know um, I've, I've struggled with this over the years. Where do you find that balance of, well, I want to do things for my partner, but at the same time, I can't lose myself. If you don't bring anything to the relationship, you can, as a partner, become boring. So where do you find that line between, I don't want to be a jerk, but I also need to look out for me, but I also want to be nice to this person, but I don't want them to think that I, I've given up my whole self. So how do you maintain your identity? So I guess that's my question for you guys this week. How do you maintain your own identity while you're in a relationship? Currently, I'm trying to do that um, with my partner, with my boyfriend, by, you know, we'll check in with each other every now and then and say, hey, you know, are you focusing on you enough? Like, I know that obviously we want to spend a lot of time together, but let's make sure that we're both taking care of ourselves separately as well as ourselves as a unit. And I mean, it's taken me this long in my life to kind of figure out that balance for myself. I think in a lot of relationships, I was the person who gave too much of myself. And, you know, I did mistake, like I said, arrogance and confidence for one in the same when maybe they weren't really. So let me know how you guys find that balance between focusing on yourself and focusing on the other person that you're in a relationship with and, uh, you know, how to successfully make yourself the bitch or the asshole, but not really. The not really is the key there. I don't advocate at all acting like a jerk to try to attract the opposite sex. In fact, I absolutely despise that idea. I think it's flawed and I think it ends up with people getting hurt. The other thing I wanted to say is I do think that there's a difference between someone who's a jerk and someone who's just emotionally unavailable. If you're emotionally unavailable and you, you know, you don't think you're ready for a relationship, I only think that makes you a jerk if you're not honest about that. Go into a situation with another person saying, hey, I'm not sure I'm ready for something long term. Um, if that's okay with you, then that's great. And if that's not okay with them, don't lie to people about it because the lying is what makes you a jerk. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, for spending it with me on this Wednesday morn or afternoon or whenever you're watching this video. And I will see you next week. Yes, all of the yes to that. All right, let's break it down. So the original question that kind of prompted this discussion was someone writing in and asking how the jerk always gets the girl in some more colorful language than that, but you get the idea. And it led me to think about the book, Why Men Love the B Word. <laughs> um, so I do not think this is a gender thing, even though the original Naked Truth vlog was titled Bad Boys versus Nice Guys. Um, and I know that a lot of people, when they have this discussion, think specifically of men trying to get women. But honestly, this goes both ways. And the reason that I bring this up primarily and the reason that I even know about the book Why Men Love the B Word uh, is because I had a, a boyfriend who broke up with me because I was too boring slash nice and uh, told a mutual friend that I really needed to read the book why men love the B word. It's actually, I, you know what, profanity at this point, you've been warned, why men love bitches is the name of the book. And I was so angry at the time because I thought, you know, I try my best to be a nice person. I try my best to treat my partner with dignity and respect. And how dare they 
say that they didn't like being treated kindly. They wanted to be treated a little worse. This is how I interpreted it. So that kind of led me into uh, a little more self-reflection and a trying to come to terms with what this really means. And I think the hard thing when you have this discussion is what this really means in terms of bad boy or girl versus nice guy or girl um, has different meanings to different people. And that's where this conversation becomes so convoluted. For example, I think when a lot of people think of the uh, the bad girl, the bad guy, they think that this, is pers- this person is more of a challenge, which I mean, thinking of someone that you're going to have a relationship with as an obstacle to overcome or the flagpole at the end of the video game level is not necessarily the healthiest. So let's set that aside first. But you know, if it's more of a challenge to quote unquote win someone's heart, uh, then maybe that makes them more appealing. Now, if you are the person who does tend to more often be attracted to someone that is kind of that more of the challenge to get them, I would do a little bit of self-reflection and look at why that is. Because while there certainly could be a very mentally healthy place that that comes from, there's also, I think, a lot of uh, things that could be more problematic that might be leading to that as well. So I am not a therapist. I am not here to judge. I just always encourage self-reflection and people to kind of find out why that might be and if that's something that you want to embrace further or potentially change if you are attracted to someone that's a bit more of a challenge. Um, I have known people that uh, I feel like have come from a very healthy place attracted to people that are a bit more of a challenge and people where you know maybe that comes from a a place of insecurity so that's why I say do your own self-reflection and uh, you know just really try to think about where that comes from. Um, Now I think also there's a lot of people who tend to be attracted to what they know. Uh, Perhaps your parents or the parental relationship that you saw in your life, maybe someone was kind of that bad boy or bad girl stereotype, or maybe your first relationship was that kind of dynamic. And so you're always kind of subconsciously seeking that thing. These are just guesses. I don't know, but these are some reasons that I have met people in my lifetime that have been attracted to someone that's a little bit uh, more of that kind of bad boy, bad girl mentality, if you will. But I would say that this is not overwhelmingly the case. I know a lot of people feel like, and it's certainly the people uh, writing in for this original episode, feel like the bad guys always win, the bad girls always win, no room for the nice guy, nice guy and girl always lose. Um, But I think that is more of the perception than the reality. There are certainly people who are going to prefer a more dangerous person or a more, um, uh, you know, person that might be more willing to be mean to them than the nice person. But, you know, that that's personal preference. Um, and I do believe that there's a pretty wide spectrum out there. I also think some of the reasons that, you know, the quote-unquote jerk always gets the significant other is because, especially when you're early in dating, confidence is very attractive. And arrogance and confidence, again, when you're very early in your dating career, can be confusing or misinterpreted. Um, I have definitely gone on dates with people that what I originally interpreted as self-confidence turned out to be raging narcissism (laughs) upon closer inspection when removing the rose-colored glasses. So there is a fine line there between arrogance and confidence. And someone who values and prioritizes themselves, that's very sexy. That's very appealing. Um, But when they value and prioritize themselves over all else, 
uh, over their partner, over the relationship, over all of their life relationships, that is very unattractive. I mean, I, I think what people are really getting at here when they're looking at the bad guy or the bad girl and that seems attractive to them is they're really looking for someone who can maintain their own identity while in a relationship. And that's the question that I posed at the end of the last Naked Truth vlog. How do you maintain your own identity while in a relationship? And I think the answer to that, in my opinion, and kind of what I've found so far um, is really prioritizing yourself and your own needs. And I would say on an equal level with other things you find important. I think a lot of us when we get into relationships, and myself, I'm guilty of this as well, tend to deprioritize our own needs and um, make the relationship or the other person more important than anything else in the world. And that's a slippery slope because your entire identity can be consumed by that relationship. Uh, suddenly you're not necessarily taking as good care of yourself and you may not see it while you're in it. In fact, a lot of people don't. Um, there's a, a section from that book I mentioned, Why Men Love Bitches, uh, that says, you know, the reason that a strong woman is so much more desirable than a yes woman is because the yes woman is seen as routinely sacrificing herself. So I believe at this point, when you're talking about bad guys, bad girls, nice guys, nice girls, you really need to define what those terms bad and nice are really saying. Um, and this is where we get into the whole trap of nice guys never win and that kind of stuff. So I think what's really happening here is people that are attracted to the quote-unquote bad stereotype are just looking for someone who knows what they want in life. They're not afraid to go out and get what they want in life. They're passionate about their interests. They don't let people disrespect them. All of those are very attractive qualities when taken in moderation um, or in a, a healthy way. Of course, those things when taken to the extreme, like any traits when taken to the extreme, can be less than optimal. <laughs> uh, and, you know, can then go from bad into total jerk face. And I don't know anyone that legitimately likes to date the total jerk face. I should say, I'm sure there are people out there that are like, oh yeah, I love being treated bad. But most people, that's not what they mean when they're looking for that bad stereotype. Um, and I think a lot of people, when they're talking about the nice guys finish last or nice girls finish last, thought when you think of that nice person, a lot of people are thinking of someone who might be very shy and antisocial, might put themselves down regularly, might put aside their own needs and completely replace them with someone else's. These are traditionally things that people associate with someone who is self-giving, which is a very nice quality. But like with all things in life, there needs to be a balance. I would also mention the whole, I'm the nice person and I never get chosen. If you're someone who feels like you're stuck in that rut, and I say this from personal experience being in, in those shoes. Self-reflection is really important here again. Because maybe, just maybe, you're not quite as quote-unquote nice as you think. Uh, a lot of times you hear the nice, nice guys or nice girls never win. That comes out of a point of frustration. Because maybe you were trying to be super nice and giving in order to get something in return. And it was very uh, transactional, whether that was, you know, at the forefront of your mind or very subconscious. And when you didn't feel like you got paid back for that transaction, 
that's where that frustration happens. Um, and that's not really coming out of a place of I'm a very nice giving person. It's coming out of a place of I tried this tactic and it didn't work and now I feel frustrated about it. Um, but, you know, there's there's more to relationships than just being kind and selfless. There, there's a lot. They're very complex, especially romantic relationships. And, uh, you know, we all learn as we go. I do know some people that got very lucky when they first started out dating and found their person. But for most people, that's not the case. I didn't meet my now husband until I was in my 30s. Um, I had a lot of dating trials and tribulations trying to figure it out. So what I would say is, if you're someone who, like me, was kind of stuck in that nice person rut, if you will, uh, definitely still be the nice person. Don't take the bait of going in. If I act like a jerk, people are going to like me. Don't take that bait. Some people will be attracted to that, but honestly, probably not the people that you want to partner up with long term. Um, if you can master being the nice person, but kind of redefining what that is, to be that it's all about maintaining your own identity and your own happiness outside from and apart from the relationship so that when another person comes into your life, they can add to it instead of feeling all consumed by it or taken over by it. Know what you want and prioritize your own needs equally, not above all else, but also not below all else, perhaps on an equal footing. And this is something that I encourage people to regularly check in and reevaluate, right? Check in with yourself. I am married now. It does not mean that I have all the answers. My husband and I constantly check in with each other and say, you know, hey, are you prioritizing your own needs? Is there anything else you need? Could I help you out with that? Okay, cool. Here's the things I feel like I need right now. Can you help me out with that? Because it really is a partnership. And if you're never offering to your partner like, hey, these are my needs. This is what I need help with. What are your needs? What do you need help with? Then there's no give and take, right? That's kind of, if you can find that middle ground, you're not the stereotypical bad person for prioritizing yourself and you're not the stereotypical nice person for completely ignoring your own needs. You're still a nice, kind person. You're still giving of yourself, but you're also giving of yourself to you and you are important. All right, everyone. That's about that. I feel like I'm like preaching on the pedestal about this one, but honestly, it's it's something that I have gone through lots of therapy and self-reflection personally, and I think it's really, really important because I know too many people who are stuck in that, but I'm just trying to be nice, and you feel like you're beating your head against the wall, and you don't know what you're doing wrong, um, and really, a lot of times, it's just that you're not prioritizing your own needs as well, um, and I, I absolutely, it drives me bonkers when I see people who are out there kind of doing the like um, how to date rule books and whatnot and all they're telling you to do is to be a jerk, right? Because that is way less complex than saying try to find the balance. It's way easier to tell people to go from one extreme to the other and you might get results. Again, there are some people that are going to be into that, but probably not from a very healthy place and probably not people you're going to want to maintain a relationship with long term. Find that balance and you'll be so much happier. All right. All right. That's that. If you want to be part of the podcast moving forward, Anchor lets you send in audio messages that are then sent to me, which is really fun. Um, if you want to do that, you can do so on anchor.fm slash Trisha hyphen Now, the next few episodes will be on comedy, 
Double Standards in Sexism, and part two of my Moving to L.A. vlog. So feel free to send in any questions or comments on those topics, and you might just hear yourself on a future episode. I do want to say a huge thank you to the official anchor supporters of The Naked Truth and to all of those who are listening and sharing this with friends. I appreciate you. Final thoughts for today. I mean, I feel like I've addressed them over and over so much. But yes, I feel like if you approach relationships, whether they're romantic, whether they're platonic, any relationships in your life, being clear with yourself on what you want in life, not being afraid to go after what you want in life, being passionate about your own interests and prioritizing your own wants and needs so that when you add someone else's wants and needs in, that's adding to it and not replacing it. If you can try to keep that mentality of balance and prioritizing your own needs in addition to the other person's, it's got to go both ways, then I think you might just find what you're looking for. This has been The Naked Truth. Thanks for listening. 